0: Uh, tonight, I wanted just to do something a little different. You know, it just seems like in this day and time that there just seems like there's just so much worry in this world and people are just constantly down. And uh, I was reading on something and, and, and uh, it gave me some ideals, I guess, about, you know, God's got a word for worry and uh, he don't want us worrying he wants us coming to him you know here I've entitled this message tonight God's word for worry God's walking with us he knows what we're going through and God is plenty capable of taking care of each need that arises in our life <clears throat> and here in Philippians 4 6-7 through it says be careful or Don't be anxious or don't worry for about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You know where worry actually comes from? It comes from the enemy. It comes from Satan. We may not realize that, but if he can take our minds off of God and the things of God and make us worry about something, it's like we're not going to God with it. It's like we're neglecting God because of worry. So Satan, is, he is the one that brings the worries and stuff on us. Uh, Many people are prone to worry. You know, they're just people that are just, the worriers. They worry about everything. Linda used to get so mad at me. She said, Don't you ever worry about nothing? I said, No. What good does worry do? Tell me. What good does it do? You're not accomplishing anything by worrying about it. So I just, I just said, You know, quesirah, okay, quesirah, whatever shall be, will be. You know, and, uh, but I, I just never was one to, to worry. And, uh, but I know that I walk with God. I know that God is with me. I know that there are problems, but every time that a problem arises, God can take care of it. He can take care of it. And, uh, you know, even look what Jesus, in, in uh, Matthew 6 7, look what Jesus asks. He says, Which of you, by taking thought or by worrying, can add one cubit unto his stature, and unto his life? You know, it says, He's asking, can your worries add any time to your life? What good does worrying do you? He's asking us, they said you don't need to worry. Bring your worries. Bring your problems. Bring your troubles to me. I will listen to you. I will hear you. I will deliver you. If you're a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, he is concerned about what you go through. He cares about what you go through. And he listens to your prayers. He hears your prayers. And he knows all these things before it ever even takes place. And you would be surprised what he's already got prepared for you to take care of your needs Uh, you know and one of the questions is is how can we overcome the temptation to worry you know Paul tells us that our victory over worry comes through prayer and through faith when we have worries or things that are coming against us Do you take it to God right away? Or do you sit there and dwell on it and worry about it? What can I do? How can I take care of this? The thing about it is, is God can take care of it. And uh, think about, I got three things here I want us to just to think about whenever worry comes your way. And uh, it'll help you defeat your worry. It really will. And uh, it says, be consistent in your prayers. Now listen to this. Probably many of the problems we face in our life would be easier if we would be more cons- consistent in our praying. Spend more time in prayer and spend more time with God. I want to give you an example here. Uh, you know Daniel. Now he was a man known for his consistent prayer. The Bible says in Daniel 6.10, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks to his God as he did aforetime or as he had been doing all his life. Daniel prayed Three times every day, he was consistent. Three, just say morning, noon, and night. Daniel would get on his knees. He would face Jerusalem toward the temple, and he would lift up his. He would pray to his God three times a day. And he was consistent about doing this. And uh, and even even Paul, life was consistent in prayer. Paul stayed in prayer a lot. Look at Second Timothy one three. It says, that without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day. He was talking about the people. He says, I think about you, I remember you, I know what you're going through. I pray for you day and night that God's hand will be on you, that He will deliver you from all the worries, all the problems and the trials that you're going through. So Paul was praying. He was consistent in his praying. And uh, Jesus, in Mark 135, and I like this. And this is something that we need to do when we pray. It says, uh, and in the morning, rising up a great while before day, Jesus went out and departed into a solitary place. And there he prayed. Jesus went out to a place where he could be alone with the Father. And there wasn't interruptions. There wasn't nobody bothered him. Even in the Bible, it talks about a prayer closet. Now, you can go into a closet, but actually what he's talking about is find you a place where you can get alone with God without interruptions, Leave your cell phone in another room. Turn it completely off. Get away where you can't hear the TV. Get off by yourself where there is no interruptions. That when you come into prayer with God, you are giving God your time. No interruptions. This is between you and God now. And God hears us. You know, down in my office, our house is kind of a split level. And downstairs, that's where I go. That's where I study. That's, that's where my office is. And that's where I can get along with God. There's no interruptions. And there's a chair right there by my desk where I will get on my knees at that chair. It's kind of like an altar. And I will, and I will pray to God where there's no interruptions, and I I give God my full time. And he gives me his time. That is one of the greatest things about being down there. You can ask Linda. Sometimes I may go down there. A lot of times I'm down there before she even gets up in the morning. And I may not come back. Noon, 1 o'clock, whatever. I'll be hours and hours at a time. But that's my time with God. That's where I go to worship God. That's where I go to study. That's where I go to read my Bible. That's where I spend my time so I can be alone with God and not be interrupted. Lots of times, she'll bring it every now and then if there's a call like that, but but there's there's many times I don't even take my cell phone down there. Because I know that this cell phone is going to be ringing. And I don't want it ringing while I'm spending my time with God. I will return calls and everything like that. But when I'm with God I want it to be, just like what Jesus said, a solitary place where I can be alone with God I can give God my total attention and get his total attention back and you know I, 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 I can't say I've ever heard an audible voice from God but I feel things that it's just like a little small voice a feeling that comes on you And you know what's going on. I mean, you'll get warm. You'll get fuzzy. You'll get chills. Because you're in the presence of Almighty God. And you know it's Him. And sometimes it's almost like you can feel a touch. I don't know if you've ever done that or not. There's only one time that I really thought not sure if I heard an audible voice. Years ago, I used to smoke. Well, I came to God, gave my life to Him, and I was still smoking. And then one day it kind of hit me. You know, I don't think that the Holy Spirit would enjoy all this smoke coming in there where He's at. So I prayed. A very simple prayer, but it was from the heart. That's what God looks at. He's not looking for some big fancy words and all that. He's looking for a one-on-one from the heart. And I just simply said, Lord, please deliver me from these cigarettes. That was it. And I meant it. That was it. About two days later, I was driving down the road. And I just smoked a cigarette. Nothing had happened. And all of a sudden, it scared me. I heard that whether it's audible. I don't know. It sounded audible because it was so clear. It just said, "Don't smoke anymore." Man, I looked. I turned. I looked at the passenger seat over there. So that just sounded just exactly like where it was coming from. And when I got to where I was going, I walked by this dumpster. And I reached in my pocket, took cigarettes, lighter, and everything, and throwed them in that dumpster. From that point on, I never wanted a cigarette. I never had withdrawal, just like I had never smoked. And up to this day, I have not touched a cigarette. I don't want a cigarette or anything else. God totally delivered me instantaneously at that moment. And I think it was that moment I was obedient. When I showed him, Lord, I don't want these things. And I took them out of and I throwed them in that dumpster, and that was it. And that night, Linda was always emptying my ashtrays, and she said, "There ain't no cigarettes in these ashtrays." And I told her what happened. And I never had—I never had the urge for a cigarette. I never wanted a cigarette, even with a cup of coffee. That was a bad part. I think, boy, in the morning when I get up, and get that coffee, I'm. I didn't. It was just simply like I had never smoked. Even when the doctors would check my lungs, I said, have you ever smoked? And I said, yeah. They said, there's no sign of it. Because everything was clear. It was good. So see, when you are serious with God, God gets serious with you. But you've got to be serious with God. And I was. Because I just really felt like, hey, I don't need this. I don't want this. I want to get rid of them. And God said, okay, let's do it. And he delivered me. He will will hear your prayers if you are serious about your prayers. If you're not serious about them, God knows whether you are or you're not. I've had people tell me, well, I've prayed and prayed, but nothing's happened. I said, do you really want to quit smoking? Well, not really. I said, that's your problem. And God knows it. So be serious with God when you come to him in prayer. But when you pray, get alone with God. Just you and him. Get rid of the interruptions. Get away from the TV. Get away from your spouse. Just you and God. And that'd be one of the sweetest and greatest times that you could spend. And another thing I want us to think about is when you pray, be specific about what you pray for. Be specific. You know, when we pray, it said, it said, be specific in your prayers. When you pray, pray for that thing that you really, really want or you want to do or your, your healing or whatever it is or your family, whatever it is. It said, and, and with supplication. You know, supplication is a word that we don't use just a whole lot. But it makes up the biggest part of your prayers when you realize it. You know what supplication is? Supplication is asking specifically for what you need. Many people, oh, Lord, just let your will be done. They had not prayed for anything. And let me ask you a question. If you ain't prayed for something specifically, how do you know that God has answered you? Be specific with God what you need. God knows what you need, but He wants that time with you. He wants to spend that time with you. He wants to hear your voice. He wants you and Him. To be together, he wants to talk to you. He wants to visit you, you know, uh, and he wants us to come to him. Here in uh, Hebrews four sixteen, I love this. I love this scripture. It says, "Come boldly to the throne of grace, that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help you in your time of need." He says. When you have a time of need, you have something that you really need, come boldly before me. You're my child. When you need something going to your earthly father to talk to him? Why do we hesitate in going to God, our, our heavenly Father, and talking to Him that can do so much more? And He wants you to come. He wants to visit with you. He wants to talk to you. He wants you to come to him. So instead of worrying over our problems, we should pray specifically to God about what our problem is. Like I said, now he knows what it is. But he wants that time with you. He wants you to come. Trust in him, believing in him, that he can take care of you. He loves you. And we have to get this into our hearts that God loves us, and he wants the very best for you. He don't want you going through things that are going to hurt you or to make you worry or to get to have problems in your life. God wants to remove those kind of things. So, when you pray, pray specifically for what you really need and what you really want. What, what you really need to have in your life. And number three, And I think this here is something that we all need to do. Have confidence when you pray. Have confidence when you pray and pray, what did Paul say? Pray with thanksgiving. Now I want you to know something. When when Paul was talking a while ago, did you notice that Paul is not telling us to thank God after we have prayed and he has answered our prayer? He said, Thank God before you even see the prayer answered. That is showing your faith in God, believing in your heart that He is going to answer you. And you're already thanking Him for that answer that you haven't even seen yet. See, that's what He says over there. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I mean, you've prayed. You know you, you know God's going to do it. No, you hadn't seen it happen yet, but you know it's going to happen because God said it would. And your faith is in God. And He honors that faith. He answers your prayers. That prayer time is that moment just for you and God. Just you and God. And we need to have confidence when we come to God and pray to Him that He's going to answer it. You know, how, the, how does God, how does thanking God in advance help us overcome temptation and worry? You know, I've talked to people. And they say, and I've told them, I said, you know, you need to thank God. You need to thank Him. Even before you see, he said, oh, I don't know. He said, You know, it'd be so much easier you know, after I see it happen to thank him. I said, Yeah, but he'd appreciate it a whole lot more if you trusted him and him going to do it and thanking him before you ever even saw it. You know, that's when there was a time when Moses and them was, was, was uh, coming across the Red Sea and they'd got over there. And Miriam, Moses' sister, she was kind of jealous of Moses. She said, Well, God's got Moses doing this. He's got Moses doing that. You know, I could do these things. You know, and and it made God angry. And you know what he did? He struck Miriam with leprosy. She had leprosy because God got angry at the way she was talking about Moses. And Moses went, got on his knees, he intervened for his sister he went to God praying. Oh God, deliver her from this. this and, and he prayed and he prayed. And God said, okay. And he delivered Miriam. And I guarantee you what, in the Bible, Miriam never said another thing against Moses. Sometimes we need to pray. We need to pray with our heart. We need to pray for each other. When we're going through things, if you know you've got somebody in your church going through something, it don't have to be on the prayer chain or nothing else, but if you know it, pray for them. Just do it. And just let God know, hey God, I know you can take care of this. And I'm praying for my friend here. I'm praying for my brother, for my sister. And I'm asking you to touch them in a mighty way, Lord, and heal them, or meet the need that they're having, or meet the circumstances that they're going through, and deliver them out of them. And so, but yes, thanking God before He answer our prayer is showing that we have complete confidence and faith in God that He's hearing us and that He's going to answer our prayers. And, uh, you know, when you believe and you trust in God, what did God say? And nothing shall be impossible for you. Because God's with you. God's answering your prayer. It's not you doing it, it's God doing it because he loves you. And he wants to help you. He wants to do things for you. This is what we call mountain moving faith. Mountain moving faith. You know, Beverly and Rhonda sang that song and I'm going to ask them to do it again for a long. I thought that was one of the most beautiful songs and it's, it's got such a message to it. mountain-moving faith. Listen to what it says right here in Matthew 17, 20. We're talking about mountain-moving faith. And Jesus said, I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, move from here to yonder, and it shall move. And nothing shall be impossible for you if you believe. God's telling us, you have faith. You believe in me. Nothing will be impossible for you. Nothing. Your faith brings you through so much because God is honoring your faith. He's moving mountains for you. Now, he's not talking about a physical mountain. You know what a mountain is? That's the problems and the things in your life that is causing you worry, that is is causing you to, just to not be you. I mean, you're having your faith in God, believing that God is going to move it because you know that God loves you. So sometimes, just like that song, you have to speak to your mountain. Speak to that mountain in the name of God. And watch what happens. Watch what happens. That mountain will move. That mountain will move. You know, I don't know. Maybe you're worried about something today. Worrying will never solve a problem. Worrying will not solve a problem. If anything will make your problem worse and keep you from seeking God's Guidance and his solution it's worried about it and not coming to God and giving it to him because most of these little things that flare up you know And when I was reading this it said that probably 80% or more of the things we worry about never take place you know what it is like I said what did I say earlier worry comes from Satan if Satan can distract you and get your mind off of God and onto junk, that's what he wants to do. He wants to distract you from God. He don't even want you praying to God. But if he can make you worry enough, oh, God can't do this. Well, you think God can help you? Whatever. Satan, I'm not going to listen to you because I know who my God is and I know what my God can do. And all I got to do is come before him and he will move my mountain. He'll move that mountain for you. So instead of worrying about these things in our life, pray to God about it. Take it to him and believe that he hears you and that he will help you. Because he does hear you and he will help you. Why would he help me? Because he loves you. We have to remember that. Because he loves you. He told us that, that He loved us. <clears throat> for God so loved the world, the world, for God so loved the world, that He gave His one and only begotten Son, that if you should believe upon Him, you should not perish, but you should have everlasting life. He did it out of love. His love has not changed. is not risen. If anything, God's love has gotten stronger and stronger for you. He sees the things you're going through. He sees what the enemy is doing. And he says, come unto me and I will deliver you. Come unto me. Talk to me and pray. And I'll show you great and mighty things that you did not know. God wants to talk to us. He wants to help us. But you've got to let him come to him and show your faith and your trust. Lord, I'm not going to worry about this. I'm going to give it to you. And I'm walking away from it. If we could do that, say, Lord, most of the time, worry, you know, worry can make Worry can put you in the hospital. Worry can cause ulcers. Worry can cause all kinds of things physically. And that's what Satan wants to do. Say, Satan, not today. Not today, Satan. Not today. Not ever because every time you come against me I'm going to take you to my God so when you have that tendency to worry think God loves me I'm going to take it to him and God will remove this mountain have faith and watch what happens watch what happens worry accomplishes not one thing except it makes you miserable That's all it does. It makes you miserable. So, just remember, God loves you. Take it to Him. And Lord, my faith is in You. So we're together. We're going to move this mountain and it's going to leave. Just put God first in your life and then everything else will fall into place. Everything else will fall into place. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for just talking to us and and letting us hear about prayer and what it does. And Lord, thank you that you always hear us. We're your children. You're interested in what, what goes on in our lives. Lord, you want to deliver us. You want to move that mountain. But Lord, we've got to have that faith. Just the faith of a grain of mustard seed. You said just that's all it takes just show me just show me something just show me your faith and watch what I can do so father thank you for loving us thank you for moving our mountains Lord and the people here tonight Lord if whatever we're going through touch us move our mountains move our mountains and Lord we know it's coming from you Let us just be grateful and thankful unto you. Father, may we always thank you even before we see the results happen because we know that you're going to do it. And Father, we thank you for everything you do in our lives. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.